0: This is the Health
1: to your Health
0: and Wealth Show. Show me the money. on My Talk 1071 with guests from Health Foundation's Birth Center and clearstub Financial. Let's learn something. And here's your host, Miss Shannon. Yes, thank you for joining us for the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Reminding you can also listen to us at MyTalk1071.com or of course in the My Talk app. I am Miss Shannon. Very excited to be here with two of my wonderful friends because we have a rotating panel of experts that come through. We either talk to you about health or wealth. Today, we are going to talk about the health of your wealth
2: (laughs) (laughs) courtesy of our friends from
0: ClearStep Financial, Mm -hmm. Cassandra and Carla. Hello again. Hello, hello, hello. hello, hello. I'm sure that there are lots of things that we need to cover, but I also want to, uh, before we move into this, uh, remind everybody that securities and advisory services offered through Harbor Investment Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think about you quite often because I do um, I I get emails from everything. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, once you Google something once or once you sign up for for (laughs) Mm -hmm. one website and tell it that that you're not going right. to block its notifications. You get all these things. And so <laughs> okay. since I'm nosy about things in the financial health world, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got lots of things. And and I'm happy that we were talking about Social Security mm-hmm. again today. Um, we have covered this before. And part of the reason why we need to cover it again is because things change. Things change. But as much yep. as we talk about it, it still seems to be one of those financial miasma places <laughs> where it still seems very confusing and why how change how does it apply to and it, me it, 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 where it impacts, impacts
2: at. different people at different times so you know until
1: it until it applies to you you're not always that interested in it right right but Social Security is something that does affect every single person it's not uh, just these people right it mm-hmm. affects all of us so we all we work we contribute to Social Security uh, people can actually go online and they can look at their account uh, you know I think for most of us it it um, it's a question of, especially people that are in their 50s, 60s or older, it's a question of, well, we know it's there now, right. but is it going to be there in the future? Right. That's the solvency million dollar question. And
0: I think for for those of us that haven't hit 50 yet, we're going, should I even really pay attention to it? Because so for so much of my adulthood, I've been told, you can't count on it. It's mm-hmm. not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So let's right. let's go back and give the brief uh, historical overview of Social Security again. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Well, it was it was something that evolved even from um, maybe further back than people realize. But the original version of Social Security really was uh, the Civil War pensions. Okay. And we've you know we've kind of touched on that in the past, and we don't need to get too detailed into it. But there was a form of Social Security around. And then um, and then in the 30s, they started to realize that, you know, there was there was this huge shift that happened, you know, around the turn of the 19th century, where we saw a lot more people moving into the inner city areas. We had the Industrial Revolution and then fewer and fewer people were kind of in those in those family situations where generations would take care of each other. You grew up on farms, you you know, you kind of lived out in the rural areas. And so everyone was moving into the cities dependent on jobs. And then when the depression hit and so forth, and you had all these people out of jobs, a lot of poverty, right. um, they were looking at different ways to be able to help both people who were older to be able to kind of exit the workforce and have a way to do that. And, and typically people had some savings. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people had some kind of a pension and then Social Security was that third piece, right? Um, but it was again, it was kind of one of the first times in history where we saw so many more people living in the cities and dependent on jobs, dependent on a company. And then they they wanted to be able to open up those jobs of older people being able to retire to bring in that younger workforce. So right.
1: it was a lot of different pieces at once. Um, but remember, retirement was what young people mm-hmm. well, only lived to age 60 something well that's back just in the 30s. it so, yeah, so. social
2: security started at 65 even at that time and uh, life expectancy wasn't even I mean I think it was like 62 or something for men right. right so not even everybody lived to that point and if you did a lot of people didn't live that much longer into it and so it wasn't a system like it is today where it you know we have longevity and right. life expectancy has increased by so much and i love the story though i know we've talked about this but Ida Mae fuller was the first person to start drawing social security from vermont and they have the you know if you go online there's pictures you can find of her holding her first check she right. got it in the mail right <laughs> there wasn't a direct deposit but she right. got her check in the mail mm-hmm. but she lived oh a long time she collected she she did well on the system that right. worked really well for her i think she contributed like oh, it was something like $23 or something like that in right. over the course of her couple of years leading up to drawing. Mm-hmm. And then her first check was almost equal to what she had contributed. Right, And then she lived, I think, into her 90s. She might have lived to 100, I can't remember, but she lived a good long time. So that worked out really well for her. And so for some people nowadays, it's, it's a matter of when do you start drawing? What does that look like? And then it has to fit into the whole picture for people because right. nowadays... A lot of people don't have pensions, right? That's kind of switched. So there's social security and then your savings. So how does that all work together? And that's really why, where we try and bring it all together for people, making sure we're helping them draw it at the right time where you're not going to get penalized in too many ways, right? You got to kind of figure out that balance and there's not
1: really a one size fits all for everybody. Yeah. Not everyone, uh, you know, there's not a perfect time to take social security because if you take it early, you give up, some of that delay and some of the earnings there right which is about eight percent so from 62 to age 62 to 70 you have about a just under an eight percent uh annual increase right in your benefit right um all the way to age 70 so when you take it at 62 you give up some of that right you have a decreased benefit then And But sometimes for some people, that can be beneficial. That might make sense for them at that time to take it. For other people, if they're still working and so forth, they may want to delay and take a a delayed income from their Social
0: Security. So the way that overall Social Security and the system works, are we finding this imbalance because we have more boomers than we have, or the, the ratio to the number of people who are currently putting money into social security is outweighed by the people who are getting it or for the, mm-hmm. the long time or both of those things together. Yeah. So, so, that's so,
1: definitely, that's definitely changed. You yep, know, so years ago, designed, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You had four workers. Mm-hmm. That's a good question because you had four workers for every one benefit. Okay. And today we, we consider the millennials are just about equal. fact, in fact, I believe now the millennials are a little bit more, of the Millennials then the baby boomers population yeah. yeah. okay uh, numbers numbers of baby boomers but remember in within the 10 years all the baby boomers will be on Social Security within the next 10 years we've never that's a the, third of our
2: population
1: yes okay, so. yes and we've never in the history of the United States supported that
0: many people on Retiring social security time, time, yep, and right. Medicare, so we're concerned about the stress that's going to be on the system. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's all my genetics; it's all our fault because we didn't have kids enough, <laughs> or it's our <laughs> fault. I got to So, boomers should have had more kids <laughs> yeah. and not put all the pressure <laughs> on. Whatever's fault Xers. it is, here we are. Either <laughs> right. way, here we yeah, are. Either yeah. way, we are, we have to figure out a strategy. Right. And so, it's trying to figure out how not to exhaust the system, but also be able to have a quality of life if you're getting. Close to that retirement age, right? Right. Mm -hmm. right. And some people count on Social Security uh, tremendously,
1: right? Mm -hmm. So there's a number of things we can talk about that. um, that, You know, we're going to have a break here, but we'll talk about uh, Social Security and how uh, what down the road, if the money is not there, what are some of the ideas that they have currently?
0: And I just flashed you that we were going to go to break soon, but I've changed my mind because we have a little shorter uh, commercial <laughs> breaks today. So let's okay. go ahead and just stay on the subject matter. Okay. So I apologize for sending us in too soon. So um, when I'm looking at it, am I, is it, is it a wrong knee-jerk response to sit there and go, stop paying attention to it and ignore it and it's not going to be there? Is that I is think that it depends overreacting? On your age okay. I think
2: it can depend on your age. And I think there can be I think there can be some benefit to not counting on it, right? Okay. Because there are so many unknowns. We we know that at some point around 2030, there there has to be some shifts and changes because okay. they, they even say that it can't continue the way it's going, really much past that. Right. So There has to be some changes that happen. Nothing has changed yet. Right. So we don't know what it'll look like beyond there. So for some people, if they don't plan on it, now we fully expect that there should be some kind of benefit there, right? You're paying into it. You should see something. We don't know what that's going to look like, though. So for some people, if they plan not to have it, and then whatever they have is there, great. Right. So some people choose to plan that way. Some people choose to plan maybe a portion of their Social Security. And again... There's no, we don't have a crystal ball, right? And, and nothing really has been solidly proposed as to how they're going to revamp it yet. So we don't know either how to how to plan, right? But don't
1: you think it's a prudent idea, like mm-hmm. right, Shannon, right. right. for mm-hmm. someone, someone who's in their 30s and 40s? I would say when we sit down with people in the, that age bracket, a lot of times they will tell us i don 't want to count on social security, right, right, I think that is probably a good now it may be there for you or some version of it, right, but I think that 's a great uh mindset there right mm-hmm. count on that, yourself. The only thing we can really count on is our own savings and what we do with
0: that, and that 's kind of the shift that I did mentally mm-hmm. a few years ago was going, okay. If there's something there, I'm looking at that as, and I hate to call it hobby money. Like whatever my retirement (laughs) hobby is is what I'm going to do. I'm not trying to go, that's not the position I want to put myself and to live on, yeah. because there have been so many rumbles for so long that you shouldn't, you know, like that's, yeah. you know, I, I can't think of, and, and again, I just dabble when I'm watching, like, you know, all, all of the the news channels, and they're talking about this. Mm-hmm. I've been paying attention to this for the last twenty years, and for the last twenty mm-hmm. years, they've been saying, "Don't expect that." Yeah. <laughs> when, it, when you get to that, it, it feels mm-hmm. like it feels like from the, you know, when I was in college and started paying attention to it, they've been going is not going to be there for you and so I'm glad that we're still having the conversation that's better than I anticipated I thought by now there already would have been some information out there that said yeah you know it's guaranteed to not be there but now it seems like it's just a rumble so what kind of corrections keep happening in the system that we still are able to talk about Social Security? So they're already doing means
1: tested on Social Security right so you are receiving Social Security benefits you're receiving Medicare And if you make a certain amount of income, you'll pay more for your Medicare right and there's uh, there's stepping stones to that right if you make this much or that much or whatever you're gonna pay more from I believe all the way up to four hundred and some dollars a month that you'll pay for Medicare now that's a partial payment the government pays for most of it you're paying for a portion of it okay so it is income based already it's means test Medicare is Medicare is yeah once you're 65 and then portions of Social Security will be taxed depending on your income and that's already there, right? Okay. That's already there. So you make a certain amount of income. You could have up to 85% of your Social Security benefits taxed. We're not going to go into the formula. There's a formula for that, right, right. that they calculate. So um, so look at how they're making changes today. They're they're already doing the means tested. So they are people that have the higher incomes, uh, even a sale of a property. I've had a number of clients that have sold properties in their 60s, 65, 70, somewhere in there. And I'm not talking about their primary residence, but maybe a rental property, okay. right? Okay. That goes on your taxes, and all okay. of a sudden, for a year or two, you're paying higher Medicare benefits. But yeah. but that's just part of. There was no way around that. Okay. Right? Um, so the other piece that they're looking at uh, making changes to are increasing Social Security tax. I know okay. you don't want to hear that. Right? <laughs> None no. of us want to hear <laughs> right. that. Mm-hmm. But if they want it to be solvent when mm-hmm. all these baby boomers are on social security, that the tax may have to be increased. The okay. social security tax, which is the contribution into the benefit, right? The social security benefit that that would increase. And the other third piece that they're talking about right now is to decrease the benefit. Okay. So let's say you have people that are 70 yes, and maybe they have other assets and they're taking income from different sources so the government could say, you know what, you probably don't need the full Social Security benefit. Maybe you only need mm-hmm. 70% okay. of that benefit. I know that's been thrown around a lot, too. So those are three areas that none of them have been implemented. None okay. of them have been put in place. There's no rules or regulations yet, but these are the talking points right now. Mm-hmm. And, they're, you know, there's something that they're not going to put in place they will eventually, in the next ten years, they'll have to because the solvency is not there. Okay. I could see not them, enough money.
2: I could see them potentially even incentivizing people to wait longer right. to take your Social Security or to continue to push out the full retirement age. Um, I could see them doing that for people who are you know younger right now as they continue to come up. They've talked about also taxing more of people's income because there's a cutoff, right? They right. tax a certain amount for Social Security. They've talked about potentially taxing more of people's income on Social Security. So there are a number of things they could do, but like you said, they've done none of them really yet, none of those right. to this point. It could be some kind of combination of all of them. It could be a few things. We're not really sure.
0: So, Cassandra and Carla, let's actually go to break now. When we come back, yeah. can we give more of that baseline of how the system... Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier and Carla Zevnik seiser from ClearStep Financial. Reminding you can always get information on ClearStep Financial and set up that initial consultation. If you have some questions, this is a great place to start. You go to ClearStepFinancial.com and I know I know you guys have some fantastic educational opportunities coming up including a seminar coming up this week right we, we do, do. Mm-hmm. Tuesday
1: this Tuesday Tuesday night at 6 thirty we have one of our advisors doing an educational piece this is for everyone you could be a new investor um you could be someone who wants to start investing you could be someone already experienced in, in investing the concepts these are talks that we give uh, based on the client needs and things like that but these are educational pieces that you don't hear a lot out there and adam hubb is one of our advisors in the in the minnesota area here and he is excellent at the training and the teaching of that so if um, and this is for people who are retired who just mm-hmm. want to learn about money and finance some of these basic concepts it's going to be a very good webinar but if you do want to sign up for it it's free um six thirty to seven thirty central time and guests are welcome to mm-hmm. attend just sign up at our on our website right mm-hmm. which is clearstepfinancial.com go to it, our events tab go to our events right. let yep. them know that uh, you heard it on my talk and we will register you and you'll get a link to mm-hmm. be able to sign up and i've talked to clients and they've said i'd like to get my adult children on here or mm-hmm. i have some
2: grandchildren that i think this would be interesting for so it's it really is. It's very good. Just general information across the board about finances. Right, could be a
1: family affair. Right, it could you could be. have your pizza and uh, <laughs> or your meal, your dinner, and then there watch uh, financial
0: basics. There and I mean, go. it's really basically a a hint to some people to go, hey, let's. It's okay to start thinking about that. And I believe that is one of the good things that has come out of all the casts we've had over the last year or so. Is going. You know, I I have. Access to other resources, mm-hmm. because before you might not have gone, you know, there does seem to every time I open my email, somebody going, hey, you can pay attention to this. So I yeah. do think that a lot of experts like you find folks over at Clear Step Financial are going, you can have control over this and you mm-hmm. can take steps to feel more secure in your finances and will help. Arm you with the information to be able to make those choices. And it's never been easier to get the information. You can sit in your own home Mm -hmm. comfortably and
2: just log on. I mean, that's it's really it really is interesting how things have changed over the last
1: year. There's been some benefits, right? Right. One of them being we we can
0: offer these educational webinars Mm -hmm. to people all over the country. Right. 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 So make sure you check that out again. The website is clearstepfinancial.com. So back to our conversation about Social Security, we're going to backtrack a little bit to the basics again of the way the system works right now, so that you go, okay, here's when the cutoffs are. Right. So mm-hmm. if I'm what age is this drop dead? You really need to be thinking about this right now because it applies to you.
1: Well, it's one of those. Okay, <laughs> it's one of those questions. There's probably not a right answer for okay. that. I, you know, I always recommend the the. Social Security, the chances of it being there for you are probably strong. It's just that you may not receive the full benefit. Okay. It's more of a means tested. So I would recommend to everyone go on the website and go socialsecurity.gov website, mm-hmm. ssa.gov, and then log in, set up your own account, look at your benefit. Now, just know this is a really key when you go on the website and you look at your current benefit. This is really important to understand they take your income today and okay. in the past, right? All these years, they take your income. But they also calculate today's income for the future, okay, as if you've already had that income, and then they give you that benefit at age sixty two, sixty five, whatever you can look it up online. If you do not work for some reason, that benefit will go down. So okay. if if as of today, next next year, there's a disability that benefit at that full benefit age, let's say 66, 67, will be lower because your earnings, when they calculate it, they do calculate an average earnings increase. for you every, right, increase. Now, okay. what they don't calculate, though, is cost of living adjustment.
0: So you may be earning more money, but you may be spending a proportionate similar amount to what you're already earning because cost of living goes up. So, basically, well, you don't have extra money? Well,
1: this is this is just the benefit itself, right? Okay. So, like, let's say you go on Social Security, SSA.gov, right? Yes. And you look at your benefit, and it shows at your full retirement age of 70. Mm-hmm. So, anyone uh, 1960 and above, oh, it's I'm 67. sorry, 67. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, at 67, they'll give you, let's say it's $5,000. Okay. They wouldn't say that just, to, just so people. <laughs> no, if you do do a see your number. statement
2: and it doesn't say five thousand, don't
1: be surprised. Right, so we're just <laughs> being a, a nice could number. Be four, it could be, but right now the full for someone at age sixty-seven, full retirement age today, the highest payout is about thirty-two, thirty-three hundred, somewhere in there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah, That's okay. the highest at full retirement age today. So okay. I'm looking out twenty years from now. Or so I don't okay. know how old you are, Miss Shannon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but look- I'm glad that you had yeah. the guess. I'm yeah. not yeah. sure. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Very
1: much. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so look out into the future and say, okay, two, three percent cost of living adjustment at your current earnings. It might be around five thousand dollars, 20 25 years from now at full retirement age, which okay. could be sixty-seven or seventy. They they keep pushing that back, right? Okay. So all I all I'm saying is. Is if you increase your income, your benefit will be higher. Okay. If you decrease your
0: income, your benefit will be lower because than what it's, you see. Well, it's, the way they cal- go ahead. Okay. No, that's what I was going to ask. Is yeah. how do they calculate it? Because it's over a time period it's or a over number time. of years. Yeah. Right? They look at they look at your top thirty five years of earnings, and that's okay. why one of
2: the things we do recommend is that you do check your go online and check your Social Security statements you know, online at least every year because you want to make sure they're recording your income accurately, okay. especially as you get close yeah. to retirement. Those are typically for people, your higher income earning years. And so you're not as concerned if when you were 18 years old, earning whatever, it's not maybe calculated on there. That's fine. But if they're missing some of your recent years, that really could impact your benefit a lot more. So okay. if you, you look at have the top known. 35 years, you have to have at least 40 quarters or 10 years to okay. get any kind of benefit. Unless you're taking the benefit of a spouse, potentially. Okay. So there's some, there's, it's, we always talk about the onion, right? All yes. the layers, all the
0: different if this, but then. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Cassandra and Carla from Clear Step Financial, reminding you again that they have some great educational opportunities, including one coming up this Tuesday, right? Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. A great financial basics webinar, mm-hmm. 630 on Tuesday. You can go to our
2: website, clearstepfinancial.com, go to the events tab, and all the details, how to register, it's all right there. But
1: just, again, for people across the board, great, great financial information. It could be someone in a different state. Maybe it's a family right. member, a different city. It's okay. We we want people. We offer education. Part of our mission statement is to offer education about money and finance. and when people have that educational background and you understand some of these concepts. And these are concepts that I would say 90 some percent of all people in America don't know all of these concepts. Some of these are very um, high level concepts, but Adam will bring it down to a a very understandable approach. But once you understand how money and finance works, you can make good financial decisions. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think ClearStep does such a, fabulous job of is is demystifying all of these things Mm -hmm. because it does seem to be as I've called it before an alphabet soup of things where (laughs) you start weighing in then you hit one term that has a lot of letters in it and codes and something and you go Mm -hmm. okay I'm never going to because we jump to I'm never very quickly you just (laughs) want to go back to what you're good at and so you know reminding (laughs) yourself that you can work with experts that can go no I'm going to not only help you make wise decisions. I'm going to train you right. and instruct you on how you can feel more confident in the decisions yeah. that you're making. Absolutely.
2: Those are comments that a lot of times we hear from people when we go through the consultation process. Cause again, we offer complimentary consultations. It's so it. it Mm-hmm. It's never been easier than sitting on your couch right, right with your phone or your computer and, and going through a video call, which we do a lot of those. We also do them in-person consultations, but just to go through it, people gain so much confidence, right. so much assurance then. Okay, thank you. I'm on the right track. I feel so much better now. I know what I need to do. Maybe a few tweaks here, adjustments or... It's just great, though, when people have a plan and they just have so much more confidence and peace about
0: it when it can be such a big stress. One of the things I like about being able to do so much of this virtually is that if you ask me a question, I can either go look for rummage through the piece of paper or log on (laughs) to whatever site it is right then. Like, oh, wait a second. Let me log on real quick on my phone or some or another device and mm-hmm. look, because I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know right. where to put that, but I can Google it yeah. and figure out where to look for it. That's and You know fantastic. what? There's
1: a lot of people, too, that we sit down with that there's a lot of questions out there. There's concerns. People have concerns about life in general. There's family situations. There's all kinds of situations, political, all these things mm-hmm. going on in the world that people are concerned about, and then they have their own personal finances that they have to deal with, so it really does help to have, uh, you know, one of us sit down right. and just make sense of everything. There's so many people that are doing good a good job with their finances, and sometimes it's tweaking, sometimes it's giving direction, sometimes it's sharing additional ideas. But uh, like Cassandra said, it's just very beneficial. Uh, it give you,
0: gives you peace of mind and security knowing that you're on the right path. So a great place to start is going to the website com. Sign up for that consultation. Also sign up for that class coming up this Tuesday. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Social Security. Yes. Okay, so we got far <laughs> enough. Can't that talk got, enough about it. No, because it
0: does, and it is kind of a moving target, yeah. we know. So where does this target start for me? What's the earliest That I can start um, drawing Social Security. Good question. Well, if you're a widow, Mm -hmm. you could draw it at 60. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And
2: then that adds another
1: element of (laughs) planning because (laughs) Mm -hmm. then
2: do you take that or do you and then you can postpone your own. Right. Right.
1: You know, the average is interesting. The average widow, widower woman, right, Mm -hmm. is in her late 50s. The oh, average really? age of a widower, yeah, that's it's so interesting. Young. It's that's mm-hmm. the average age, right? Okay. Wow. Um, so there are people out there. So I've met people that didn't know they could take a widower's benefit. Okay. And that could be a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. It could be either one. Um, I've had, you know, both people we've mm-hmm. uh, obviously right. helped. Mm-hmm. But that's the earliest that that you could take it, or of course, disability if okay. someone has disability. But mm-hmm. uh, that benefit. But then, sixty-two, of course.
0: Sixty-two is the earliest, just for the normal Social Security. And then there's many reasons why I might delay that on my side. Sure. Now and then again, there's
2: all these different components. So if you're married, um, you can look at your benefit. You can also look at your spouse's benefit because you could potentially draw on then half of their benefit. Right. And um, and that so there are some different strategies to look at when you're when there's a married couple. Even if you're not married. If you were married at least 10 years to someone, and we've had people that have been married 10 years to multiple people, right? I mean, throughout your lifetime, you're in your 60s. You could have had two marriages that lasted at least 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, You could potentially draw on either one of those spouses,
0: ex-spouses, Social just Security one, benefits, no, just you pick one, one you got to pick one. <laughs> so could there be um, a difference in which benefit would be higher based upon what spouse? Absolutely, because no. okay.
2: it, it goes by, again, that spouse's earnings throughout their 35 top years, okay. right? So, and it doesn't inf- uh, impact that ex-spouse at all. It right. doesn't so impact you're not taking out social of the social security that no. they need to live on. You're nope. just
0: still picking the best choice They just choice calculate for you. it based
2: right. off of that, but okay. you can't be married at the time. You couldn't be married to someone else and draw off of an ex-spouse, if that makes sense. So you'd have to be divorced twice. Right. And okay. that scenario. No, that makes sense. So or could be draw t- off of your current potential, you know, cur- potentially then you draw off your current spouses if your benefit's not higher, right? Then half are, of theirs.
0: If you are in your third marriage. Yes. And this sounds complicated. So you were married like okay, and it is complicated. It but is. I just no it doesn't apply to me. I've now I there, statistically Asking for a friend. Statistically, there is no way that I could do this whole thing and I wasn't even married. I wasn't in my first marriage five years, so this is a moot point. This is just I'm curious. So say you were married two consecutive ten year runs. Yep. You're in the midst of a seven year marriage. Yeah. Can you qualify for anybody's social security other just than your, your current, own?
2: Just your current spouse. Okay. You could qualify for Half while you're married. Yeah,
0: while you're married while to While you're them. married. But
2: if you divorce the current spouse, Before so it's only you been seven ten. years, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, then, then you can't draw off theirs okay. anymore. That's why I was curious, because I'm like, okay, well, now you need to stick they it get out. Up. a few it's so more complicated. years. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think that when you look at the system, clearly, they didn't expect it to be this complicated. So I right. feel I, 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 I give kudos to the people who run the Social Security <laughs> to sit there and go, now we have to add in another layer <laughs> because right. there's this or take, off, it's off, a layer. Yeah, or take yes. off a layer because it really was when you talked about it historically a much easier system yeah. because it was, well, We just want you to go. We want people to eventually retire. So we'll come up with a reason and a motivation for them to retire because they'll still make payments, but they won't get them for very long. And now we're here. Now we're here where sometimes we're here.
2: people are living longer in their retirement years than they did in their working years exactly. because the centenarians are mm-hmm. a very large growing population. And
0: good on them. We're glad yeah. that they're here when we're sorry that the com- the complexity of their finances because when you get to get, you know, when you get to 100, I'm sure that you're like, really? <laughs> Do I have to deal with this? This is not what I thought was going to be fun. I just want to end up on the TV show with the little jam thing talking about congratulations. Yeah. I'm 100. I want but my picture. No,
1: that that's the fastest growing population are people reaching age 100, the centenarians. So Mm -hmm. people are living longer. And that's one reason why Social Security does have solvency issues. It's just the way it is. It's part of our
0: natural cycle of life. So Mm -hmm. when does it, so we've had, you know, when we're talking about some of the layers that were taken uh, um, away, um, we're talking about how can we balance the, the system as it is. So you were talking about, okay, At this age is when you can start taking benefits, but they're considering... So right now, there's no incentive monetarily. I'm saying this wrong. Right now, they're not giving me a bonus incentive for taking um, my um, distributions later, Well, they
2: do increase it. So kind of the way it works, if you envision it this way, if you look at your statement, start with whatever it says your full, full retirement ages. That's kind of the baseline that they use. If you start with that number... Every year that you take it before that, down to 62, you lose about 7% of your benefit. Okay. Every year that you wait to take it up to 70, you gain about 8% in benefit. And so it is advantageous, you know, numbers-wise, right? If you just look at purely numbers, it's definitely, you maximize it at 70. There's no question about that. However... Some people don't have longevity in their family. Mm -hmm. Some people say, and no one knows how long they're going to live, right? None of us do, but there could be potential reasons why you would still draw it earlier or you may want to wait till 70. So each person's situation, it just looks different. And like we said, there's not necessarily a right or wrong. We can tell you
1: numbers wise, this might be the most beneficial, but that doesn't always mean it's still the best route to take. Right. All circumstances are a little bit different. So that's why it's so important to sit down and talk about it. Um, Get a general game plan. The thing with game plans, though, they they can change from day to day, Mm -hmm. month to month, year to year, right? That's why it's so important to have a coach, have a financial advisor to sit down and talk and and just share some ideas of what might be the best time to uh, take Social Security uh for some people that don't need it right now and they're working
0: mm-hmm. that may
1: be a good reason not to take it because you may not receive your full benefit then you may yeah. get back half of it if you're not full you're retirement working. age and you're working and drawing social security there
2: are
0: limits Where then they will start to withhold portions of your Social Security until your full retirement age. So you're not doing yourself any favors by having it dribbled out to you. But is it also, is it one of those things? So I can, if I'm married, then I get a portion of, or I, I get credit for what they do with Social Security. Is this one of those benefits that passes on to my children? Good question. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't okay. at
2: all. All right. So it's, it might be in my only, best interest to I mean, get it. If there were minor children and then a death happened, right? And okay. they were dependents, there could be some benefits for the minors. Okay. So in that case case it would dribble it would impact children okay but not once you're retired once the kids are over 18 once then it's then they're on their
0: own path right of collecting you know what their social
2: security it might be in your best
0: interest to go ahead and get that distribution so that you can reinvest it because that could go to you it could be yeah Yeah, it could be again
2: if but if you're working. And they're going to withhold a whole lot of it. You may or may okay. not want to. Now you do get you do get some of that back though. Once you reach full retirement age, there's a calc- there's a magic calculation <laughs> that okay. uh, that you do receive some of that back. But at the same time, that's there's all these different moving parts, okay. right? So you really it is it's really case by case. Um, but there are reasons on all
1: sides that you might take any given path. Okay, and if you're sixty two. And you're still working, you can make up to, it's 18,000 something that you can make per year and still receive your social security. So, some people, what they do is they are 62, they wanna leave their full time job, but maybe they just want to work part time somewhere and they wanna take their social security. That's common. That's very common with uh, people. They don't want the full time stress anymore, but they just wanna pick up some part time jobs, Mm -hmm, different places. mm -hmm. And then they still can receive, as long as it's under 18,000 something, they can still. Receive their, their full, full benefit. benefit. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And does that also mean that if they were, if they had done a good job with their savings and had some other way that they were getting income, that might be taken into account as far as their taxes go, but it may not affect their social security? Correct, correct, Correct. because it's
1: not earned income. Okay. So you could have IRA income that's not earned. So they calculate this as earned income. You're earning it from a job. Okay. You're working. That's a really good question because there is a difference. uh, Okay. Yep. There is a difference. They calculate that. So it's 18, again, 18,000 something that, um, you can make and still receive uh, Social Security.
0: Okay, well, we're going to go into our final break of the show, and hopefully I'm uh, asking the right questions to make this (laughs) less confusing for everybody out there. I hope that I'm not making it worse. So what do we need to wrap up on when we return?
2: There's just a few odds and ends that I think is helpful for people to know about Social Security that we'll try and kind of tie it all up. while
0: we have time here before we're through. Perfect. And if you have any questions, this is a great day to call. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with our friends from ClearStep Financial here on the Health and Wealth Show. Thank you for joining us for the Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 107.1. I'm uh, Miss Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier and Carla Nick seifzer from ClearStep Financial reminding you again and we'll talk about the seminar as we wrap up uh, but you can go to clearstepfinancial.com to register for the seminar that is coming up this Tuesday. Tuesday, April, I believe 20th that will mm-hmm, be. Right. Um, so make sure you get that information. You can also sign up for that free consultation and yep. get some of your personal questions right. answered and get on the road to financial education and right. financial health you know one, th-
1: one thing about our finances is that it's very personal mm-hmm. so a lot of people as you grow you know you raise you're raising a family of some kind right and a lot of people don't talk about money and finance in their family so And uh, the educational system, we really don't have a good educational system to train our children with money and finance. So all of a sudden, we're adults, right? And there's really, we don't know a lot about it. But yet it's a necessary piece of our growing and our development, right? Down the road, unless you come across a mentor of some kind, uh, people don't realize that. So we really want to, like I said, offer education uh, and and teach and train about money and finance. We want to help people. Uh, we want to be those, um, you know, financial advisors that people go to to really help them out and help them put a plan in place, help them get retired, and uh, that's the, and that's what we're about. So, if you're interested in a free consultation or you want to just have a conversation, just get a hold of us on our website, right, ClearStepFinancial dot com, and let us know that you're from My Talk Radio, and we'll uh, set up a consultation.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. As we are wrapping up our conversation about social security, um, we were talking about um, some other things that might be one of those gray areas. So including like survivor benefits. So which, OK, first of all, you're already dealing with it. Did someone pass on? What are we going to do? So let's just give them the basic foundation on that and go. Here's what the here's the actual information about what happens regarding survivor Mm -hmm. benefits. So if
2: you were married and then. You're drawing whether you're drawing half of what your spouse's benefit is or whether you're drawing your own benefit then and and your spouse passes away at that point you will then start you'll only receive one of the benefits, but you'll receive the higher of the two benefits okay so if your benefit was higher, then your spouse's would drop off if your spouse's benefit was higher, you'll continue to receive your your spouse's benefit, but okay. yours would drop off okay so that's how it works in a married
1: situation but if you're divorced well if you're divorced uh uh the divorcee it could be a man or a woman right either one uh you usually there's one or the other that sometimes you have equal pay or equal income and then it doesn't make any difference right right Mm -hmm. Right. then then the benefits are pretty much washed the same rates washed but if you have one spouse making more than another through the years uh then you could right you could draw off of that benefit uh if you were not working anymore if you were retired whichever one is greater you could pick and choose and how long
0: would you have had to been married for this particular that's a good question at least 10 years yeah that's the i think Mm -hmm. yeah that's the 10 years if you're widowed, i think it's uh, nine months or so okay
1: you can't you can't uh you think you had to have been (laughs) married at the time though
2: and it has to be at least nine months where you were married and then if they pass away then i think you receive their benefits okay But if you were long since divorced and you were only
1: married nine months, I don't think... Correct. Fair enough.
0: Okay. Divorce
1: situation, you've got to be married at least 10 years to draw from your spouse's so if you benefit. and another
0: retiree met on a cruise and you got married, <laughs> I'm like, okay, how does this retiree love work? That's how I could see retiree it. That's, love. that's the way it works. If I was watching this on a television show, so you were both on like an elderly singles cruise. <laughs> that retiree Bring your social security statements. Right. right. <laughs> right. Yeah. People go, does this work out? Um, I think that that you know, but I I think that that's interesting because you do hear about people that in later in life do yeah. decide to go ahead couple back up and then you have people that go, Well, it's not worth it mm-hmm. because it'll just mess up all of our finances. So we'll just stay <laughs> yeah. we'll cohabitate in the same retirement community. Right. And I think that those are always fascinating stories and the options that you get yeah, right. as you are aging gracefully mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these years. You
1: know what's interesting I find is that uh people once again a common uh, thing for people is that especially if you're sometimes people will keep a job going until they're 65 for Medicare right right because they don't want to pay for the health insurance uh, but just know there's actually ways that you can factor create uh, an environment of income that you might be under a certain level where the the health care benefits might be reasonable right so those are things again we look at with people but i find this to be phenomenon a phenomenon out there that people age 62 63 64 65 right in there right Mm -hmm. you have a lot of people they don't want their full-time job they don't want the stress of their job in our society with companies out there they love hiring these baby boomers part-time okay a lot of them don't need health care so they don't have to pay for those health care costs uh, some people who are sixty five of course then they get the medicare, so then they don 't definitely don 't need the health care costs but there 's a lot of people part time and I believe our culture, our companies depend on these baby boomers for work right that they are willing to come in and it could be mindless things, right, like driving a truck or mm-hmm. a coffee shop or something. We were talking about how people like the socialization correct mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just just to be a part of something. Is what people are looking for a lot of times in their 60s so we see that and companies depend on that yep. right now they're depending on that that's Baby becoming boys. more and
2: more of a conversation that I'm hearing too with people right. where they say well at 65 or 66 maybe I'll just cut back a little more right keep doing what I'm doing because there is there's a there's a need for you know any of the different industries out there you could name any of them because your experienced
0: work is right. part of an experienced right. work skilled worker I mean mm-hmm. the
2: medical industry look at their you know all the different you know whatever your specialty is that's probably still gonna be
1: there for a time right and if you don't need the health insurance the better right mm-hmm. companies like that because that's a big expense for them right if you right. have an older someone in their 60s or 70s working it is a higher cost and so sometimes they don't like to hire people of that age but if you don't have that need uh that's right. a benefit which is
0: interesting if we're talking to people who are in that transitional part of their life and going how do i set myself apart and get hired that might be something that you mm-hmm. can you know we you know we as we're looking right now into the labor force and we see these jobless claims and people wanting to transition it is maybe good for people to know that that might be an option is to mm-hmm. look for that part-time work instead of looking for these other options mm-hmm. maybe there's a way that you can puzzle piece Right, a good lifestyle together. Right. Okay. And that's
1: sometimes what we see when we do retirement or income planning in retirement, right? That it's a puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. It's piecing things together. There may or may not be a pension here. There may be social security over here. They may have another benefit over here. They may have this liquid money here. Then they have some IRA, maybe some Roth. So it's piecing that all together. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're going to draw it all at once. Uh, some of those pots of money may be, you know, set aside for certain give it a job for something else in right. retirement. So, it's a it's not as easy to put together as people think uh mm-hmm. with the retirement income there's a lot of complexities there and variables that we have to consider.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So, while we're still kind of wrapping up the whole social security thing, I just want to circle back and remind everyone, I we encourage you to always check your statements yearly. Right. Make sure they're recording your accurate income because again, that will impact
1: your eventual benefit and we have right. seen people that have had a missed uh... That it's not totally accurate. Their benefits, or there's so, just
2: a blank yep. for oh, okay. you know 2020. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just shows no income, and maybe you had a substantial income, right? So you got to, and that's a lot of times on your employer, you okay. know, if you're employed, or you got to figure out what you know what happened. Why didn't it get recorded?
0: And does that you know if you're an independent contractor like a number of us are, it should still be tracking Absolutely. if you're doing your taxes yep. and everything. Absolutely. Okay. All right, and that's so,
1: SSA.gov. Dot gov. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can get all your social security information there, and it's easy to set up your mm-hmm. account. If you, right now, you get social security statements every five years. I believe you, they
2: still have that every five once years. They, once you turn sixty, it's about no. every year. So right. they used to send them out just to all everyone, time. everyone yeah. every mm-hmm. year, which what well, that didn't make sense. So no. I'm, glad they, I'm glad they shifted that up. But no, right. you can access it anytime. You can go online and as long as you have access to the internet. Right, uh, you can go online and check it. And and just keep tabs just on. That's another number just, that you should know,
0: every while. It a is. I mean,
2: if you do it every year when you're doing your taxes, it's just you know one of those things that you just kind of put into your routines every year. Oh, it's good just point. A good, yes.
1: But remember, yeah, that, people retiring years ago, like I I look at people retiring in the in the 1950s and 1960s, retired off of a three legged stool. Right. They had Social Security, they had pension, and they had their savings. Right. And they didn't live long. Right. Now people are living longer. They don't have the pensions like they used to. We still have Social Security and savings. So it's a different picture out there. Right. It is.
0: So yeah. hopefully people get in contact with you to help them make that picture a lot clearer. So you can and go to Clearstep, yes, you can go to clearstepfinancial.com. One more time tell them about what's coming up on Tuesday. Financial Basics webinar, good
2: information, general information for anyone out there who just wants to absorb and gain some more understanding and knowledge about their finances. So 6:30 to 7:30, uh, go to our events tab
0: under at @clearstepfinancial.com. Perfect. And I'll also mm-hmm. give out the phone number for everyone out there if you rather call. The number <laughs> (laughs) Is 651 600 0855. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank Thank you, you. Carly. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Sounds good.